All right. This is the movie I'm doing. Titanic. I'm going to do 15 minutes. I'm going to keep notes so I don't take like three hours of your lives. Try to do between. I'm guessing this one's probably going to be like 30. That's probably gonna be an hour. Let's just be honest. Let's just call it like it is. But hopefully you guys enjoy it. We all love this movie. And we all are interested to hear what the freak does Tyler think about this, right? Well, enjoy. There is no movie that starts off as good as this one. Where it just all, you're already emotionally like with Celine Dion. She's doing her like what I just did. And you're just like, and then you see all these people that were actually on the Titanic. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is so sad. They're all going to die. But... I just wanted to let you guys know right off the bat. So first time I saw Titanic, me and my brothers, I remember we were like at the mall and I think my mom was like going to do something. She's like, you guys can either do watch a movie or come shopping. And we're like, we're going to go watch a movie. And for some reason we ended up in Titanic, me and my brothers. I think it was all four of us. So we were all sitting there like watching the most romantic movie of all time, like just Choking back our tears. <laughs> I don't think this is sad to you. <laughs> anyway. All right, every 15 minutes is going to be hard for me. It's at seven minutes, so that's a little bit better for me. But they're going down in the little submarine, and then they got the little mini bot that goes into the room. I was just thinking, how interesting is it that these people have dedicated their lives based on, like, hearsay? Like, they think in this little chest there's going to be this, like, amazing treasure. And so they put all this money, all this time to locate this. And then it's, like, you just wonder, right? Like, what what did they think? What did they, what was the story they were getting? Like, okay, there's this heart of the ocean at the bottom of the ocean. It's in this, like, lockbox, right? Like, how did, why did they think it was in there? Why were they so certain it was worth this ginormous um, endeavor? Think about it. That's interesting. The guys on this movie have awesome haircuts, by the way. And the one guy's got the same sense of humor as me. Like when you're supposed to be like respectful and you're supposed to like not make jokes. He's like, looks like somebody left the water on in the bathroom. <laughs> it's like, hey, asshole, like, this is actually like a sacred place where people died. But that's the best time to make the joke for whatever reason. So I like that guy. The best. He's digging through because he thinks he fell in the heart of the ocean. I'm at nine minutes now, so I've already done like five of these, so I'm doing horrible. But he finds the uh, 
he finds that safe and they crack it open and then nothing's in it except for those pictures. <laughs> and then one friend goes, the same thing happened to Gerardo, Geraldo, and his career never recovered. There's another joke I would, uh, I would like to, I would like to acknowledge was a good joke. The odds of Rose hearing this guy report about the Titanic while she's like 300 years old and she's doing her pottery and it's on this little teeny TV, not very good odds. The odds that Rose hears him talking about it and then he she calls him and says, he's like, do you know who the woman in the picture is? The nudie pick? Which I was super excited when I was, I was a kid. This is PG thirteen, so I went like opening day. So I don't think anybody knew about the boobies. So that was really fun for me and my brothers to sit there and be like, "Boobie!" <laughs> this was before the internet. So imagine everybody, no internet. So there was just not boobies popping out all over the freaking place like there are right now. <laughs> Oh, but the point I was trying to make before I got distracted by the boobies was uh, the odds that she would be the person wearing the necklace, right? Like, it's one thing if she was on the Titanic and she knew who was wearing the necklace. When she calls and she's like, oh, the girl in the picture, it was me, big boy. I think that's how she said it. Um, I I could have had that accent a little off. How cool is it that there's people, well, not anymore, but there was people that had this experience. Like the grandma travels to the ship and then she's like this cute little lady that packs with like all her pictures and her goldfish and her dog, which is like just telling. She's, I mean, she's just a sweet lady. But then she's looking at her stuff she looks in her mirror and she goes this was mine and then she says the reflection has changed a bit and it's just it's funny while I'm watching this I'm thinking about life and I'm like we're all just these like molecules smashed together that get older (laughs) but it's just she's like wasn't I a dish and it just made me think like one day I'm gonna be really old and be dead but it's an interesting thought. It's an interesting thought to like have somebody look at their reflection and say the reflection's changed because it's going to happen to all of us. Mr. Bodine, he's showing her, <laughs> showing her the video. And he's like, here's where the boat splits in half. And then it goes flying to the bottom of the ocean, smashes the ground. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? Like, typical guy, he forgets that she was on the ship and, like, almost died and lost a lot of people. (laughs) Coolest scene of the movie is where she's looking at the ship and then it transitions into the actual ship. Like, how they did that. It's, like, 1997, too. But everything changes to, like, how it's new. Um, That's pretty cool. But... I also was thinking, oh, how did this lady have the nerve to go back to a ship where this happened? It could be traumatizing. But 
I'm thinking, does she think in her head, like maybe she feels this like amazing, weird connection to the trauma, but the love, the love is stronger than the trauma itself. Right off the bat, D-Bag McD-Bag with his little weird top hat, um, Billy Zane. What's this freaking character's name? Dang it. Um, so anyway, Billy Zane, he's like, your daughter is far too hard to impress. Like, So clearly right off the bat, you got this guy that's like, all he cares about is like possessions and money. He's trying to... He's trying to impress her with the wrong thing. She's impressed by people like, hmm, I don't know, Jack. If I was the guy that had to put all those bags in the room, the guy reads it like this fact, this fast. These 12 bags are going to go to B52, 54, 56. 50 in the safe is going to go to B24. And I was the guy like, he didn't even give him a paper, let him write it down or anything. But I bet the guy felt stupid because this guy's super rich and annoying. <laughs> so he's just, I guarantee he's like in his head like, oh, I guarantee I'm going to screw this up. I guarantee it. I would 100% take those bags to the wrong rooms. Probably like, I probably put them on the wrong ship somehow. I was everything that I should be, but inside I was screaming how many of us, how many of you listening to this are Rose? I was Rose. I was Rose at one point. I was screaming inside, like going to Mormon church and sitting there for three hours, like, oh, yo, 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 yo. But it's so sad. All these movies, everything, everybody in life get stuck or trapped because of pressures by other people and they just want to break free of that shit. Jack's over here playing poker. He says, hey, you're betting everything we got. His friend says that, Fabricio. And he says, when you got nothing, you got nothing to lose. That, that's pure gold. This is, going to be impo- this is going to be like an hour and a half. This is seriously going to be way too long. But how cool is it? Like the two, how these guys, dif- how differently it is, how they enter the boat. One's like this ritzy, pulls up in a carriage and like has 12 suitcases. And one wins a poker hand and gets to be on the Titanic. And how excited they are versus the other one. Like the appreciation for being on this. Like this... This is like, you got to try to stay this person forever. Because once you start to like lose appreciation for stuff, that's when life gets sad. <laughs> oh, I love the part where they're on the ship and they're waving and saying goodbye. And they're like, he's like, we don't even know anybody. And he's like, that's not the point. And they're both like, goodbye. I will never forget you. <laughs> it's just fun. Fun. These guys are fun. Rose is all ritzy. She's got her painting she's pulling out. And I like what she says about her painting. She says, there's truth, but no logic. That sums me up right there. (laughs) There's truth, but no logic. And then it's Picasso's the painter. And D-Bag De Leon says, 
he won't amount to a thing. I guarantee he will not. Like, why when you're rich on movies, you have to talk like that? Like, you won't amount to a thing. <laughs> Molly Brown was the unsinkable Molly Brown. She, uh, she was what Rose's mom would call new money. New money, which basically means to me, fun money. She's got the life having to work her ass off and had to make it like her husband struck gold. So she's got money, but she appreciates it. I'm really sorry how long this is going to be, but the captain, I was just thinking about the captain of Titanic, how like that's such a cool thing to have. Like anybody that goes out after something big, there's always risk and reward. Like imagine like the reward is he's the one that sails the Titanic for the first time. The risk is that he hits an iceberg and sinks it and kills everybody, right? So, so many people don't go after what they want in life because of the risk versus the reward. But I think his odds were pretty low that that was going to happen. <laughs> Jack and Fabrizio are acting the way you should act when you get on Titanic, like in awe, running to the front of the ship. Like, trying to figure out, like, how was this thing sailing across the ocean with all of us on it? I love how bored Rose is with her life, where she just doesn't even care anymore. And so, like, the one guy's talking about the ship, like, It's got brute strength. It's massive beast of a ship. <laughs> the guy from Monopoly with the mustache. Super annoying dude on the boat. And she says... You remember that what they say about size, you might be particularly, particularly, I can't say that word, particularly interested in that because basically if you have a small wiener, if you're obsessed with size, way to go, Rose, put him in his place, he's a douche. I may have to mind what she's reading, like the dude that's going to marry Rose is this control freak where it's like, if she acts out of line, he can't support it because he's like too worried with his very perfect image. This is an important part. Jack, Rose walks out onto the balcony. Jack's like that second class, third class passenger where the dogs even, they get to go shit on his deck because that's what they think about them. But then he catches Rose. He looks at her and he's just like, he can't take his eyes off of her. And he just like knows like I have to have that. I wonder, is that something like does that happen in real life? Has anybody had that happen where you just see somebody and it's like zing? Let me know. Hit me up. Do a review. Just do a review and say and answer that question for me in the review on Apple. Okay? Don't be scared. Reviews are good for me. It's sad how completely lost some people feel in life. Like you're so far into something you don't want to do that like all you want to do is just take your own life. Because you know the process to get yourself out. That's awkward. Getting emotional. Because <laughs> this is like so like this is relates so much to me like I've, I've been going through hell the last two years so I don't think I've watched this movie in like a couple years 
So it's like you're relating to this part of the story. That's a cool thing about movies too, is you watch them later on in life and it like different stuff is, uh, is completely different. So check this movie out again. If you haven't seen it, it's fucking amazing. It's so powerful, the thought of just losing your life when she steps on the other side of the ship. Like that moment, it's like she just had to feel how fragile life was. Like she had to stand there and just know, what if I slip? Like, then because it puts you in that mind frame. You ever been on something? Like, have you ever felt like your life was at risk? And like, it just gives you this like urge to live. And so she steps on the other side of this and then Jack comes up and I'm about to watch that part. I love Jack. This is like Leonardo DiCaprio, such a good actor. So is uh, Kate Winslet, but how he just like, he's so good about how he just talks to her and he's like, you're not going to do it. You would have done it. And then he starts talking about the water and then he's like, you ever been to Wisconsin before? And this gets the conversation so casual. She's thinking right now, like, what the fuck? There's real human beings out there. There's real people. Like, this is crazy. Somebody that's like, seems genuinely concerned that doesn't even know me. Like, she's got to be like, excited about seeing somebody like this. In this one scene alone, it's crazy how much judgment takes place. He judges Rose and says, like, have you ever been to Wisconsin? And then talks about how she's like an indoor type of girl. And then she's judging him because he's, like, small-minded. And then the cops come up and they see the scene where the, the boat guys come up and they see the little scene and it looks like he's, like, raping her. And so they judge him and it's like, just makes you wonder, like, how much stuff you get wrong in life just because you perceive it wrong. Oh, boy. What's his name? Doesn't even realize what he just did. He invited Jack to dinner. He invited him to dinner. He's just opened up a giant can of worms. He doesn't know how uh, charming Jack is yet. Money can't buy love. Can't. It just can't. You can't buy a big heart of the ocean diamond and have somebody love you. Sorry, but you have to actually like have a real connection. So this part right here is so hard to watch for me because um, Rose, she's walking around the ship right now with him. And she basically just told him like she wants to thank him because of the discretion which was like very big to her. Like you didn't tell and try to like extort money from everybody, which just shows Jack's a genuine dude. So she's like starting to be like, dang, like most guys would not have done that. And then she's like, I know what you're thinking. I'm this ritzy little blah, blah, blah. So she's worried about what his perception is of her. And then he says, it's not what I'm thinking at all. I'm thinking like, what must have happened for this girl to want to do that? And so it's just cool, like, real connection, once again, just like all the other ones. Like, they actually have a connection connection. <laughs> you realize how lucky, how lucky we are right now to have, like, the freedoms we have. Like, before, it looks like 
you said you got married off like you got married into like another rich family or like parents would like raise their kids and marry them like now we're free to pick who we want to be with and like we still make it more difficult than it needs to be but he says so jack goes do you love him and she's like this is not a suitable conversation and it's like they just have such different takes on the world he's just like let's just talk let's get down to like the nitty gritty and she's like been so protected so many walls up that she doesn't even know how to think for herself still she is so flustered with his realness she can't even handle it like she can't handle that he's just like straight to the point no bullshit it's just so weird like watching this movie it's making so much sense like with relationships and life you have different takes on the world and some people are just like they're just more guarded than others jack Jacks, he's the man because first off, he's an artist. She really likes his work. And she's looking at it and she goes, wow, you must have really liked this one. Then you drew her. And it's like she's naked with her nipples every single picture. And he's like, it's her hands. I like her hands. Yeah, I like hands. That's what it is. But Jack really did draw that girl, the one with the boobs and stuff, for her hands. Another thing where she was like, Wow, this guy actually is like a good dude. There comes that vulgar brown lady. These ladies are evil, evil. Like, it's. I'm so glad the generations have gotten more and more real. Like, we don't deal with this bullshit no more. Like, this brown lady's cool. These ladies suck. And they just want to treat her like garbage because she's new money. She has new money. People and their greed, people and their, like, need for fame, fortune, like, Mr. Monopoly Man, he's trying to get the guy to, like, crank up the engines and get the ship going faster. Like, let's get this thing moving. And the guy's like, I don't think we could do that. Like, that's not good for the ship. And he's like, what if we made this big entrance, though, and we got there on Tuesday instead? And everybody would be like, yeah, you guys are awesome. It's like. I remember Ford versus Ferrari, if you haven't seen that. You got this ending where it's like the the pride and the stupid publicity. Like they make the three cars finish together. It's just it's like so frustrating. Like this type of thing frustrates me because this actually happens all the time because everybody wants publicity. I want some more publicity. This is so great when Jack is just, like, showing her, like, a real dude. Like, I'll teach you how to ride a horse like a real cowboy. She's like, teach me to be a man. Teach me to spit like a man. (laughs) And she's just, like, getting to live her life for the first time. Ever since she was this little girl, she's been raised to be this, like, this horrible, nightmarish life. Which, in Mormonism, that's what I was raised to be. I was, like, stuck, like, in these meetings for hours and hours, and people be like, the Spirit of God. I was like, God, please make me a bird so I can fly far, far, far away from here. Please, God, make me a bird so I can fly far, far, far away from here. <laughs> I love that Jack's bringing this out of here. Way to go, Jack. More Jacks in the world. This is what we need. So awesome when he's teaching her to hawk a loogie. 
And the mom walks up with the friends and he turns around and he's got spit on his face. Ah. And the unsinkable Molly Brown's just like loves him. Right off the bat, she's like, you're my people. These are my people. That's where I came from. Remember that Tim McGraw song? Also classic, just like Titanic. I like this movie because Jack's me too. Jack's so me. Molly Brown's like, do you have the slightest idea what you're getting yourself into? And he goes, no, not really. And it's like, that's me with my life. I'm like, just ripping and gripping it. Ripping it and gripping it. It's great. All right. I got this. I'm going to do three parts to this movie. Maybe two parts because this is going to be too long. But I just have this realization why I relate to Jack and to Rose. So Rose is me up until a certain point in my life. And then I kind of just took control back and said, I don't want to be this. And then I started to turn into Jack. So you have the Jacks of the world that were just raised to like be carefree and they have that mindset because they had like a good upbringing or whatever. But then you have people that get stuck in a life and they have to undo and untangle this giant web. But we still have the capability of having the same free life that these people have. It's just at the other end of a lot of work on yourself. So that is a positive takeaway for all of you listening. If you're unhappy, you can you can start making steps to get there. <laughs> so funny when Jack's standing at the bottom of the stairs and he's looking at everybody and he's like trying to figure out like, okay, how do I act like these people? Because he realizes he's like really out of place. So he's like putting his arm behind his back. <laughs> the uh, what's his name? I still gotta figure that out. The bad guy's name. He walks fast. It doesn't even talk to him. And Jack's like shaking the air, like "Nice to meet you." And then like Rose walks around the corner, and they just have this like bam. And she loves this guy because he's doing this like fake handshake, <laughs> copying people. So she's just realizing he's just a product of his upbringing. Good spirit, good energy, good heart. Just they're getting to the same place. They're getting to the same place in life with different paths. So cool. Dang, guys. This is crazy. Coming, like, I feel like I've stepped out of, like, a world that I used to know and I'm in, like, a new world. Like, I've talked about this before. Like, I kind of was, like, in this ritzy lifestyle with, like, $500,000 house, Cadillac Escalade. Like, nice Tacoma. Just, like, had everything. And so I was, like, at these fancy parties and stuff. But it's just crazy how many, like, gossipy people there are. Like, this is this, and this is this, and this. And do you know why there's so much drama? Because these people don't have the freedom to be themselves. And so they have to, there's scandal stuff going on. Because they have to keep up their image of being masters of the universe. Are you of the Boston Dawsons? Asked one of the passengers because they're all like famous, rich people. And so he goes, no, I'm actually from the Chippewa Falls, Dawson. And the guy's like, oh, yes. Hmm. He has to pretend like he knows what he's talking about because he can't just be like, hey, like, yeah, you're normal. We're normal people. <laughs> this movie is funny. I like this movie. When Leonardo DiCaprio's at dinner, first off, the 
um, Billy Zane. I will learn his name eventually. But uh, how do I not know his name? Anyway, he's trying to make him look stupid. Like, he's from the third class because everybody can tell Jack's just, like, different. And then the guy comes around with the caviar. (laughs) He's like, how do you take your caviar? And he's like, I never did like it much. None for me. And it's just (laughs) the little smile Rose gives him because he's not acting like he's supposed to. If you want, like, a motivational speech for, like, your business or something or Like, the part where Jack talks to all these people at the dinner table, like a life coach or something, this is what you use. This is the line right here. Like, he does not not intend on wasting. He does not intend on wasting his life. He sees every day as a gift, and these people, like, there's just got to be, like, something about people that take their life back that just live life that just is so crazy to most people. I think I come across like a crazy person. You guys think I come across crazy doing all the stuff I do? Or is it admirable? Because I could see it being both. Dude, Jack is so me. He slips through this little note as he's leaving because he doesn't want to go smoke smoke cigars and drink brandy with the masters of the universe. So he slips with this little note. Because it's like you just feel something, right? So like I've done that. <laughs> I've left I've left notes and stuff for people that have uh, stuff going on. But sometimes you follow your heart. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. There's nothing more fun than living life. Me and my brother the other night, Ryan, I talk about him a lot, but we went to karaoke. (laughs) And it was just me, him, basically DJ and one other guy. We just rotated singing songs because of COVID. And it was like so much fun. Like me and Ryan will get to the dance floor and we'll freaking break the, we break that place down. Um, My whole family's like that. Like my, all my brothers and my sister and my mom and, Like, we're just, like, it's so fun to live life. Let yourself live. Let yourself dance. Let yourself have some drinks. Be responsible, but, like, enjoy your life. Seriously, you're going to die someday. You're going to fucking die. Live your life. Just like all the other movies, these people that are so rich, and they do something that they haven't done in years. So she's, like, does that dance. They have the most fun they've ever had in their whole lives, and they just go with it. He says, just go with it. I don't know this dance either. Let's just do it. But then she takes that guy's cigarette because they're trying to act all tough. And then she's like, you think you big tough men? Try this. And she gets all the way up on her tiptoes. But then it's like cool because you see the perspective. Like these guys are judging the rich people as if like they think they're better. But sometimes the rich people are just in that life and they're actually just really good people. But they're kind of trapped with their little culture. So they think most people, because they're only around those type of people, are a certain way. When if they broke out of it, they would find this whole new world out there with new people that are super cool. So if you're around a bunch of judgmental assholes, you should probably leave that group. Cal, Caldon. Caldon? Caldon. Is that his name? Cal. He's the evil guy. And then she kind of stands up for herself. 
because they're having lunch, and he's being a dick. And he's like, you will not make me a fool. And she's like, I'm not part of your freaking little, like, infantry dick. And then he, for whatever reason, has this, like, entitlement where he thinks he's, like, she's his possession. I know of people in relationships like this. Watch this part. Watch Titanic. Pay attention to this character. If that's your husband or your wife, just try to recognize it and try to get out of it. The mom finally makes sense of why the mom is the way she is. She's scared. I did a podcast on my other season about fear and how it prevents you from like living life. She's so scared because they lost their money. And so she she thinks she needs to act a certain way to keep their image up. And if she tarnishes it, then she's not going to get the money through her marrying this rich guy. And so... So many lessons here, guys. So many lessons. The mom gets all emotional and is like, do you want to see me working as a seamstress? <laughs> see all of our fine possessions sold at auction? It's like, Absolutely, yes. I would love to see that. You need a piece of humble pie. You need some, like three slices of humble pie with some whipped cream. Also, watch this movie if you want like a perspective from women's per- like women's perspective on women's rights, because this is what they used to have. Just like slavery was a thing, like how the mom says we are women, basically like the decisions they make are hard because they're women, and so they didn't have like the same rights, they didn't have the same opportunities, and so women did feel like a lot of times they had to be a possession to a male, so. There's another lesson, guys. Whew, they're just flying out the woodworks. How weird. You guys ever noticed? Maybe all the girls have noticed and all the guys haven't. But when they're singing the song in church, the words are, Hear us when we cry to thee for those in peril on the sea. So like singing about their future. Whoa, man. People always want to skip necessary precautions for looks and for money and for um, the wrong reasons. Like the ship, how it had room for more lifeboats, but they didn't put them. The guy got overruled because they looked bad. Like look at where we're at, America, with the coronavirus. Because we didn't take necessary precautions, right? Why didn't we? Huh? Now we got to deal with the mess we're in. I remember watching this movie like a few years ago when I still felt like my life was taken from me. And Jack says to her, like that fire that I love about you is going to burn out. Like you're going to die. Maybe not now. Maybe not like right away. But eventually like that fire in you is going to burn out. I remember back then, because I was Rose, I was trapped, and I was, like, very emotional, like, when I heard that, because I was curious, like, will my fire burn out? Am I going to miss the opportunity to live? To live this life, to do things that I want to do for me? So deep, like... The emotions that come out of me about this stuff is because, like, I'm putting myself through it. The reason you're listening to me on a podcast 
is because I'm putting myself in a very uncomfortable situation. I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm not freaking whoever the fuck else makes podcasts. I don't even know who else. I'm just a normal dude that has a normal job that's making podcasts. And I'm doing it because I realize like this is my gift. This life is a gift. And I've decided to live it. And I've decided to do things out of my comfort zone because I deserve to. And it's not up to Rose. It's not up to Jack to save Rose. Only you can save yourself. Like my podcast, I can't save I can't save you. You can point out things that you know are true, but only you can save yourself. Alright, I'm gonna have to pause. This is gonna be the end of part one because I've done way too many <laughs> way too many commentaries. I've never like actually related to a movie like in my whole life as I am right now to Titanic. And it's freaking me out. It's bringing up stuff inside of me I don't like. I'm a little bit embarrassed by it. But this is the end of part one. Part two, maybe part three. Depends on how crazy I get.